Hello and welcome to this IBR Extra, a podcast from the Iowa Business Report. I'm Jeff Stein. In the 47th edition of our program, which aired during the third weekend of November 2020, we thought back to March of this year, back to when we had heard a little about a virus, but had no idea of how extensive the impact of COVID-19 would be on all aspects of our lives. Among the unique success stories over that time has been the work done by Iowa's manufacturers in responding to the pandemic. Mike Ralston, president of the Iowa Association of Business and Industry, identified seven steps taken by Iowa's manufacturers. It's kind of interesting. At ABI, we hosted a series of events on March 11th. We had a board meeting and a couple committee meetings and uh, a big uh, public policy event. And boy, we had terrific attendance from all over the state. Everything was great. About three days later, everything changed. And that's when the virus hit. Uh, national attention turned to the pandemic. And uh, we started hearing about it from members because they had problems with supply chain or customers were uh, canceling orders, that sort of thing. And so you're right, then in the succeeding months, there there really was a series of events that happened and a series of things that manufacturers brought to us. And we saw seven things really for manufacturers in these past eight months. And the first, far and away, the most important was uh, the first thing we heard from manufacturers was help us take care of our employees and their safety. They were really concerned about keeping people on the job, making sure they didn't catch something that they took home to their families, that sort of thing. And so manufacturers did a number of things that were really tough. They, they, uh, you know, if you're in an office, you maybe have an opportunity to work remotely. If you're on a production line, it's hard to do that remotely. So uh, manufacturers put in barriers, uh, plexiglass barriers where they could between workstations. They distanced workstations if they could. Uh, they mandated masks on the production floor, and then they uh, utilized alternate shifts if they could, anything that would reduce the number of people in a given area. And they started doing that kind of thing back in March right away. Then our next big thing we heard from folks, and this probably was mid-April, we want to keep operating. Other states are shutting down. We're hearing about troubles in other states and their shutdowns. We want to make sure we stay in operation or we have the opportunity to. And that's where we work with state policymakers the governor and others, and they've been stalwart. Now, the governor certainly has, and so have policymakers in both parties uh, about keeping manufacturers operating as long as they can do it safely. The next thing we heard at the end of April or early May was supply chain issues. Boy, we usually get our product that we put into our product from somebody in Massachusetts, and they're shut down, they can't produce, and so now we can't get it. Or we get it from overseas, we really can't get it. And so then we had to deal with those sorts of issues. The good news was that uh, folks and I were mainly able to deal with that. Then next in uh, late May and early June, capital liquidity was the big thing. Hey, our business is off. We need capital to continue to stay in operation. That's about the time the federal government passed the Paycheck Protection Program. A number of Iowa businesses uh, looked into that. Many of them ultimately chose not to participate, but it was there and that was a big deal. We were able to find other more traditional sources of credit and capital for members. And so that was great. Okay, now we're into June, and uh, PPE, personal protective equipment, became an issue. And so we had a number of members who were looking at how can we retool to manufacture PPE. And, Jeff, you know, because you know how manufacturing works, retooling a production line is not an easy thing. It can be an expensive thing. It's hard to do. But a number of Iowa manufacturers retooled. I know of a company in north central Iowa called High Capacity. 
there in Humboldt and they work with tractor engines and metal. And instead they retooled a production line to begin to make gowns and face masks. And uh, that was pretty cool. We had others who retooled to make uh, plastic face shields or to make hand sanitizer. That all seemed to take place. And so the good news is that come uh, late in June or early July, now people are thinking, hey, we're making these products. We're going to add those to our production line. And so they had new sets of products that they brought on board. Not only does retooling take a lot of thought and typically take a fair amount of money, but normally you'd say it takes a lot of time. If someone came to one of these companies and said, we want to make this additional line, this entirely different product, I doubt that anyone on board would say, great, let's put it in place in two weeks. They would have said this is going to take years of study, et cetera, but yet they made it happen, and that's got to be inspirational for these folks. We've had the same experience with schools and virtual learning. They were able to do it when forced to. That's got to give these folks great inspirational thinking when it comes time to make adaptations that are not forced by a pandemic. (laughs) You're right. If I heard it once, I heard it a dozen times from manufacturers. We didn't know we could do this. We didn't know we could make this change so quickly. We didn't know we could go from manufacturing product A to product B. It really was kind of exciting. That's been great. I'll tell you, the latest thing that we've been hearing about And sort of the seventh thing that we see as a result of the pandemic is a real change when it comes to inventory management. You know about just-in-time inventory. And that's uh, obviously where a manufacturer doesn't want to uh, have a lot of capital tied up in inventory, whether it be stuff they need, whether it's resin for their plastic or steel for their uh, shed or whatever. They don't have a bunch of that sitting around. They want to use it when they need it, and they want to sell that product right away on the other end. Because of those supply chain issues we heard about where manufacturers couldn't get that resin or they couldn't get the steel or they couldn't get some other part, now it's changed. So no more just in time. Manufacturers are changing the inventory management on both ends. One, in the beginning, they're getting more inputs and keeping them in storage, keeping them on hand so that they have it when they need it to fill orders. And secondly, they're building up more inventory on the back end so that instead of just making something when they have an order, They have it already in hand made and manufacturers and ready to get out the door. So that's been a major, major change in the way uh, manufacturers, and of course, I'm generalizing. It certainly is not all manufacturers has changed that way, but a number of them have. But one thing you can say for all of them is if you have, I'll call them raw materials, sitting in a storage facility, you've had to expend working capital to have them there. And if you make a final product and simply store it, that's money that you put into a product. And until you sell it, you're not realizing any benefit. And so that's a whole sea change in terms of your business plan, because previously you didn't need to expend that money and have it tied up in either raw materials or finished inventory. That's going to change a lot of people's conversations with their bankers. Well, it is, and it has. And it's also changing their conversations with their vendors because uh, whereas, you know, they might have said, we need this and we're going to pay a premium to uh, get it here in a couple of days. Uh, if they do it right, at least they can avoid that premium payment to get it here in a couple of days because they've kept more of it on hand. But you're right. There's much more capital tied up in inventory than there was pre-pandemic. In fact, that's one of the changes we're seeing as a result of the pandemic. This change in inventory management has led to a change in the usage of capital. It's impacted cash flow, that sort of thing. For the most part, it's been positive. The reason they made this change is because it helps them manage their business better. So 
that's important. But that's certainly been a change that will last for a while, whether it is a permanent change, we don't know. But if the pandemic, we all hope it ends sometime in the second quarter 2021, I'll say, if we're lucky. I don't think this is going to change in 2021. It's going to be the place for a while. That's one thing, inventory management. Secondly, the big changes in new products and new practices. We mentioned the way companies have retooled. They're keeping those products in their production line, in their catalog of products. So that's been good. And lastly, the third big change is I think there's an even greater attention to health and safety management, the need to take care of employees. That can only be good. And of course, that's both physical and mental health, as has been demonstrated during this. You and I talk on a quarterly basis about what the official member survey tells with regard to prediction for the next quarter. But that's not the only time that you connect with your members and members of your board. What have you heard, Mike, from a more anecdotal basis recently, especially now as here we are at the tail end of 2020, There's talk of a vaccine, there's talk of therapeutics, there may be another administration in Washington, all of these things. What's the mood from your people about their businesses? What a timely question. We uh, we just had a uh, meeting of the ABI Board of Directors last week, and, uh, you know, I'm not going to say it was a large sample. There were probably 50 people that participated in a uh, virtual meeting uh, on uh, online. And uh, at the end of the meeting, we, we teed up a discussion of how's business? What, what are people seeing uh, in their business and what do they see coming up in 2021? And I'll say again, I continue to be surprised, but in a positive way, members were very positive about their business. Many of them were having very strong years. You can imagine these were manufacturers who were in the food service in, or food industry or uh, others that were in the ag industry that provide inputs or, and product related to uh, taking care of crops and managing crop safety and that sort of thing. But just general manufacturers, really positive about the state of their business. Now, that's not to say that maybe somebody participating wasn't seeing a problem, but nobody expressed it. And a number of people specifically talked about the way their business is going. And we attributed that to a couple of things, Jeff. One was that there have been shutdowns in other places. Right or wrong, that happened. Iowa companies benefited from that. Those customers of those businesses needed to go somewhere. In many cases, they came to Iowa manufacturers. So that's terrific. Certainly don't wish ill will on anyone, but it happened and it's great. And they're going to work hard to keep those customers. Secondly, a number of folks, as we talked about, changed processes in the middle of this thing and found out that they were able to do things a little differently, a little more cost effectively. That's led to an increase in business, certainly an increase in revenue. So all these things are saying good things for the end of 2020. And again, our folks were thinking it looked pretty good for 2021. Mike Ralston, president of the Iowa Association of Business and Industry. We connected via Zoom on November 17th. To learn more about the organization, go online to iowaabi.org. The Iowa Association of Business and Industry is a supporter of the Iowa Business Report, radio program, and podcast. The Iowa Business Report airs weekly on dozens of radio stations across the state of Iowa with the podcast posted right here every week along with additional IBR extras and IBR business profiles. I'm Jeff Stein for the Iowa Business Report.